I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Hey, it's David Burns from Baseball Jobs Overseas, and this is our podcast where myself and Jimmy Jensen interview players and coaches that are traveling the world, whether it be for baseball or softball, and we try to extract information about their experience, not only so you could live vicariously through their experience, but also so you can gain information in case you're looking to take your career overseas as well. We also like to interview influential international baseball and softball people from around the world or anyone that just has a very interesting international baseball or softball story. So without further ado, let's get on with today's episode. Today we have Ethan Scooja on the podcast. This interview took place late 2022, maybe even early 2023. I can't quite remember. It's my bad that it's a little late coming out. But uh, Scooge, we invited him on the podcast because one... The kid shoves. He's a great pitcher, and he pitched for us at Prague Baseball Week for the BB Joe Globetrotters. But also, he brings a, a different kind of energy. Just you know, one of those guys in the dugout that just brings that energy. So we knew it'd be a great interview. Um, what he's gone on to do since we interviewed him in the 2023 summer, you'll have to stick around to the end to listen to uh, that story. Uh, we're going to have to interview him again because that in itself is going to be another podcast episode. Um, but yeah, he uh, we picked him up out of the Czech Republic. He was there after playing Division One ball at CSU Bakersfield, and he was absolutely shoving in the Czech Republic. And he wasn't even a member of ours actually. And we just heard a lot about this guy that we need to pick up for Prague Baseball Week. Um, so sure enough, uh, we got Scooge to come out and play for us, and he helped us win the championship and shoved against Spain in the final. And yeah, so here he is. Did you grow up playing ball in Canada, and then? And then, like, because you're, you're an American-Canadian, right? Yeah, so I was born in, uh, in the States, and I lived there until I was about 10. And then I moved up to Canada, finished high school, and signed with the NAIA university called the University of British Columbia. Oh, you yeah, know we, played, we played against them. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And then uh, I was there for a year, and then I transferred down to a JUCO down in California called Ohlone. Loved my time there. guys. It was like the best thing. It was the best idea I ever had. Best best thing I ever did. And then um, hold on before before we jump past Ohlone, um, my dad went to Ohlone and I went to Chabot. No I'm from I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah. And free. I I worked like you know five minutes away from Ohlone. How how did you like it there? I, I mean they have a great program and they were they've been growing and super successful over the past few years. They actually oh, knocked yeah. us out of the super regional uh, and went on to win the state championship my uh, freshman year. <laughs> yeah, I just like that over there. I I loved every bit of it from the the players to the coaches to the ideas that we had and the goals that we set. Like it was a great place to be. Like I I signed there in like August and like school started like friggin' the next week. So it was a really, a really late thing, but I, I went on to pitch really well. We won like super regional championship, something like that. And, um, yeah, I, I loved every second of it. It was, yeah, it was you, a crazy like thing, like getting into there, like, cause I moved down, had nowhere to like live or anything. So I was living at my dad's house, which was like a couple hours away commuting in every day until like one of the other guys got cut, like sadly, but opened up a spot for me to move in out there. Yeah, I Man, saw that like, you had a hell of a year there. Like you threw what ninety innings, had like a one ERA, ended up leading the leading the state in wins. Uh, yeah, I, I had the state in like a bunch of different like cool stats. I I put I put together a really good season. I I was like I was an All American that year, so that was that was really cool. That's awesome. And then the thing was transferring there after an NAI made it really difficult to go to a D1 because then they needed me to get my associate's degree, which I did. And I, I was fully capable of doing it. But up to that point, they're like, oh, we don't know if he's going to do it. And by the time I did, a lot of the spots right. were gone. And so I was okay. like, crap. But I still I still ended up going to a D1 university. On yeah, a good you went to Bakersfield, Bakersfield after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Down just north of LA. It was a good time there. Had my ears. Here. Great, great spot. Great, great part of the state down there. <laughs> yeah, let's not make it something that it's not. All right, Bakersfield sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I've heard Bakersfield's kind of the armpit of uh, of California. That's exactly what people call it. Yeah, and yeah. from the hey, you would know that for sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, a bunch of it just created grinders. Honestly, just a bunch of guys who just went out, freaking, you know, played our asses off, worked our asses off. We had some, we had some good coaches who were able to, you know, like lead us in some good directions, teach us some good things. And so, yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't, you guys got to play all, against... I got a couple engineering degrees out of it too. So that was cool. Nice. And then honestly, I, I never really pictured myself playing baseball overseas. And then I was talking to AJ fell my good buddy. And then we moved out to Prague together, like pretty much just like that. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm living in the Czech Republic right now. <laughs> like, What's yeah. going on? Same team too. Like in <laughs> Prague, like man. Yeah. That's a cool experience for for your first yeah, experience. Yeah, it was totally unexpected out of myself and uh, my whole family. Everyone's like, what What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to move across the world to the Czech Republic, play baseball. And they're like, well, I want to right, well, have fun. I want to zoom out on that a little bit. Like, how did how did that even come about? Like, what were your what was your thought at that time? Because because you wrapped up your college career in 2021. And this, this was 2022 that you decided to go overseas. So during that off season, we're like, were you looking to play ball again in the summer? Were you trying to to get a pro contract, or were you kind of already starting to think like you're going to use one of those one of those two degrees? Well, what happened was um, when I finished my baseball at uh, Bakersfield, I had one more semester to finish off my degrees, and so I finished off in um, in December, and then season started out in Prague in uh, March. And I really wanted to sign a pro contract somewhere, hopefully an affiliated contract. Um, I'd heard of and like gotten some um, some interest from some indie ball teams, but it didn't really appeal to me as much. And then, you know, my buddy AJ played out in the Czech League the year before. He was a BBJO guy um, on the Globe. Or was it the Globetrotters? No, it was something different. The year before. Back then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was on that team the year before. He went out and he said he loved it. And then um, he and I basically tried to reach out to some teams and sign as a package deal and reached out to a couple. A couple said no. And then one team was like, yeah, let's do it. Right in, right in Prague, you know, capital city. So we were like, all right, let's, let's go. Awesome. Yeah, it's not easy as two pitchers to sign together. Usually they bring over a pitcher and a bat or a two-way guy or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what a lot of people be- told us. Like, we're looking for a pitcher and a catcher. And we're like, oh, yeah. like aj like what do you got (laughs) (laughs) but the czech republic i mean the extra league is one of those leagues where you can potentially go as two pitchers because they play like three game series every weekend friday saturday sunday and then yeah uh, the import restrictions regarding import pitchers are a little more lenient than say like austria or some of the other leagues for example yeah exactly um you know the three game series and we ended up picking up a catcher anyways who uh was from venezuela he was really solid really really good hitter but um but yeah you know whatever whatever it was we found a we found a spot that that fit us and i you know i loved it out there i had a great time going out playing baseball overseas doing something i never thought i'd do yeah and well heck you dominated like i I pulled up your stats and like i knew i kept hearing about this guy like oh he's just you got to pick him up for the globetrotters he's (laughs) he's running through the league and and i looked at your stats yeah like and this is a before i say the stats like check the czech league is known as a good hitting league like there's some good czech players and some some good hitters and um you know and then of course there's the imports that come in you had a 0.62 era striking out 90 batters over 43 and just over 43 innings pitch. Like that's, those are crazy numbers for the Czech Republic. Like you don't see pitchers come in and do that ever. Really. I, I don't remember the last pitcher that did something like that. And so, I mean, the, the Czech Republic often brings in, you know, like some former MLB guys like that come over and they don't even put up numbers like that. Yeah. We, uh, this last year in the Czech, we had a few guys from the MLB from AAA. There were some guys who got cut from like single A, double A and came out to join the Czech league. Like as soon as they, got it was very competitive. Um, like Trevenka. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to strike you out no matter who you are. So I'm not going to let it slow me down. Um, so how do you feel like your game is progressing? Like, like over in the Czech Republic, did you get to, you know, 
spend the time and, and get the attention you need to continue to, to work your way towards that affiliated contract? Or is it kind of like, um, you know, you're just kind of riding out a year or two and you, until you go do the real nine to five thing? Well, for me, I always felt like I played better in summer ball because I, I was, you know, heavily into my academics as a student. So every time that I would go play summer ball where I didn't have to worry about school and I get to focus on the gym, I get to focus on throwing and my mechanics and, you know, just bettering myself and bettering my game. Um, I felt like the check was very similar to that, where I, I really got to like focus on myself and not have to like give so much time and effort to school. True, yeah. um, you can, like work a bit on the side, but like, you know, it's different. Like with school, like you're there every day and then you're practicing and like, it's just completely draining. But, I felt like I really got to improve my game out there. Um, I would have liked more like pitching instruction. Um, didn't have much of that out there, but you know, between me and the pitchers on the team, you know, we were able to figure out some stuff, hit the gym together, you know, do yoga. Even we we frequented yoga in our our indoor facility out there. Oh, yeah. and, you know, doing everything we can to try and progress our game keep it going at the highest level we can for as long as we can yeah. but um but you know there's there is definitely a timer on everything so just trying to do as much as we can while we can you know yeah so did you find that you had to have like a little self-discipline in order to kind of keep stay at the top of your game not only stay at the top of your game but continue to improve so like by going to the gym on your own uh i mean what's the practice schedule like with your team at tempo uh, we'd practice two days a week, um, uh, and then play three games a week. So honestly, we were playing a lot of baseball, like, but, um, <clears throat> there was but definitely a lot personally, of personally, like, were you, cause you were living at the field, you had access to the facilities. So were you training every single day and like, kind of, were you and AJ kind of going to the gym, working in that facility and working on your own? Or did you kind of use that off time to kind of travel? Maybe a mixture of the two? definitely a mixture of the two i i got to go to a few different countries around but i still you know crushed the gym as often as i could there was actually a day before i flew out to meet my family in italy for a week right in the middle of the season and like i was like hitting prs like deadlifting and like i did like a massive two-a-day lift and then like flew out like as soon as i was done essentially so nice. you know it, it was definitely a lot of you know needing to stay on top of it on your own like nobody's gonna tell you like hey you know go work out like obviously there are teammates like that and we did have some teammates like that it's like hey you know like you're struggling like you're weak like you're whatever like you need to step up your game a bit but um a lot of it was on your own mm -hmm. and um i think having my friend there aj and you know someone who's from where i'm from good yeah. good friend of mine we pushed each other we were able to you know keep keep each other's nose to the grindstone. I want to hear the good stuff. Like what, how was Prague? <laughs> how did you Prague love, like living awesome. in Prague? Like, yeah. Prague was so freaking sweet. I swear there's like, there's more stuff to do than you could e ever do. Like I could live there my whole life and there's still like a new bar. I need to go to a new like club, something there's like AJ and I would like take the train downtown. We got a, a transit pass through the team. And like that just got us everywhere. There was like some guys like Andrew Grider, like he um, I'm pretty sure he would take the train to a new stop every day and just get out and walk around and never got wow. bored of it. That's yeah, the way crazy. to do it. Prague was <laughs> amazing. Like I, I can't say how friggin' awesome it was. Like the nightlife was insane. I um I didn't know that uh the, the clubs and bars just don't close just as long <laughs> as people <are> <laughs> the telltale sign to go home was when like you have a few drinks and you walk outside it's like oh the sun's coming up <laughs> and there's people and there's people walking to work like yeah what's that and there's people walking to work like, at, like yeah, nine no, in the morning you're catching the train the morning. home and you're just like Ugh. and like someone's just sitting there in like a suit like right next to you like um excuse me sir i need to get to my job <laughs> <laughs> like this is my job <laughs> quit breathing on me yeah no, I, that was like i've been here 18 years now but that was like the first years here like that was the, such a, a weird adjustment i love going home and telling everybody about like you know it just doesn't close like until there's like you know not enough people worth keeping it open they just stay open yeah yeah, yeah like not just in, like one bar, not just like a few like 
everywhere. <laughs> like yeah. there was a few times where we would be with like a group of friends at like just some small little pub and it's like yeah. five in the morning. We're still yeah. ordering beer. It was crazy. Yeah. And you lose track of time that you don't even realize. Like it's like you said, you walk. No, yeah, sure. you don't even it's not know. like it's like two, three AM and you're like, oh, we need a vodka Red Bull to keep going. It's like two, three AM, it's like clubs going, like everything's going crazy. It's like, get us a vodka Red Bulls just anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. know the PBD. We had to keep it going on night. Well, plus there's a good community of imports in Prague with four teams there, right? So you you also yeah. have like you're not on your own. Like there's a bunch of bunch of other guys going through the same thing you are to, that you can hang out with <laughs> from the other teams as well. And not only just from Prague, like some of my I'd say some of my best friends right now were from all over the country. Like we had guys in Kloboka, Trip Beach, um Ostrava, all over the place and we would We'd take the train out and go visit them for a couple of days at a time. Sometimes, like you know, it was it was a great time. There was a really really good import culture out in in the Czech. Where, awesome. What's your what's your go to spot in Prague? Where do you always end, where do you Prague? always end up at the end of every night? Other than hot peppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If, if you ask Jake, it's going to be duplex. But um, I'd oh. say. <laughs> Um, go to spot James Dean. Honestly, I I like going out to like different places every night because there are so many good places. Like, I I would tell my teammates they'd be like, "Oh, do you want to go here?" And I'm like, "No, I've been there. Like, let's go somewhere else." And they'd be like, "Ah, oh, what about here?" I'm like, "No, I've been there too. Like, come on, <laughs> keep going, keep going." And they're like, "There's this like beer garden like up at the top of the city. It's got like an overlook of like everything, and you know, like you can just grab a beer and walk throughout the park." I'm like, "That sounds awesome. Let's do it." Yeah, like, did you have the Matushka beer? Matushka? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had Matushka on tap at our at the restaurant that we lived above uh, above. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah Just no, the Czech culture is so good though. I <laughs> when I first showed up, I wasn't really a beer guy. I like, you know. Just it wasn't the the drink for me. Like I I would have like three quarters of my mug, and they'd be like, "Come on, Vole, like let's go." I'm <laughs> like, okay, like you know, I'd have to power through it. But then by the end, like I really I did develop like a taste for beer. Like I actually enjoy drinking some beer now, okay. and not just like you know drink and get messed up. Like I can actually appreciate like some flavor, some taste. Like the yeah. the checks taught me right. I would say for sure. Yeah, of all the cities, like if I if I had to choose one that I had to live in for the rest of my life in Europe. Um, aside from maybe Salzburg where I am right now, cause it's a six spot, but like, mm -hmm. but Prague is right. Like we're top of the list, man. I, I love that place. Yeah. And I had a question, another question about Prague, but uh, I forgot it. So. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, back to baseball for a sec. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so you played D one ball for a few years and then yep. right after you played division one ball, like playing against like long beach and like these big schools and like super competitive baseball, you go out to check and how, how did the level compare between uh, like division one baseball in California to uh, the Czech extra league? Um, <clears throat> well, one thing that I noticed throughout the league um and it was pretty league wide was that the teams were very polarized. And that like, what I mean by that is like the bottom players on the team were like, they were like pretty down low. And then the top players on the team, like were pretty freaking solid. So I'd say it, it kind of averaged out to probably being like some, some decent level college ball for sure. Um, some teams are playing like Drazi. They've won like, like 35 of the last 40 championships. Like they're definitely like minor league level. They're really solid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for me, what I felt in the league was like, if you can get out those top hitters or, you know, just like minimize damage to them, like you could pretty much just like, not just coast through it, but like your, your troubles are, are definitely at the top of the lineup, you know? Right. So, so there's just not as much depth throughout the lineup as there might be within that division one. Uh, lineup. Yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Um and you know, some teams like you get you get past their number one, their number two pitcher. It's like, all right, like you know, boys. Once we get these guys out, like it's it's over. Like we'll we'll jump on them like right then. Yeah. Um, some teams were like that. Some teams, you know, some teams weren't. Like every every team had fight for sure. There was no team that you were going to play that was just going to roll over. 
it's just like, they're just going to show up to the field. Just, Oh, you know, we're facing like Drazi, we're facing like tempo. Like we're going to lose. Like everybody showed up, like trying to kick our ass. And I I did even lose a couple games to some of the, like the bottom of the line teams, you know, still happens. The Czech league has been growing a ton. Like I know they've been investing a bunch into baseball and they've been developing their local players. And I mean, you look at this uh, world baseball classic qualifier in Regensburg this year. Yeah. And like the Czechs were one of the few teams to actually have like an all Czech team. They didn't bring mm-hmm. over any, you know, like dual passport guys. They just went with their their guys. And yeah. they ended up beating, you know, some they beat Spain and they qualified with Great Britain. Uh and they beat Germany, who also had some big um some big dual passport guys. Mm-hmm. Um and that just kind of goes to show the level and how much they've grown within that game over the past few years. Oh, them. for sure. And you know, on our team we had a few like really solid young players. And I'm I'm already trying to get them into into my JUCO and in like my schools, like whatever. And you know, I'm I'm trying to get them to go play college baseball because that's what they're hungry for. Like they don't just want to play Czech league. Like they're trying to yeah. go sign a contract, go to school, you know, do whatever. There's there's a few guys that I know um that were on my team that um, you know, they're already going over to like scouting tournaments all throughout the US. Like mm-hmm really really solid baseball it's it's growing for sure and i i was only there for a year and i could already tell that it's it's in an upward angle yeah. and they want they really want to learn too like they're very hungry for like baseball knowledge yeah. and like to get that like I, i'd bring the kids to the gym sometimes it's like all right boys like i'm gonna kick your ass let's go <laughs> <laughs> so we we um you weren't a bbjo guy and actually you're still not um but mm-hmm. you 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 are part of the BBJO family because of this jersey right here and what you guys are, are wearing right there. Yeah. The Haxo Globetrotters, so the, the the team of international players or import players um, playing mm-hmm. around Europe that we put together for Prague Baseball Week. <laughs> and uh, we you know we kept we were like, all right, we got to get this Scoogey guy. And um, you know everyone was was talking pretty highly of you. And we're like, all right, we need to pick him up for. For the last couple of games, like you know, of the, of the but you ended up coming for the whole week, actually. Um, is what ended up happening. So, you, field, it was easy enough, yeah, yeah, it was at your field, so it was easy enough. <laughs> so, so you, you didn't need a place to stay, so that you know, but anyway, um, you know, like we were excited about just having having your talents, but uh, I think equally as helpful or or what helped us win the whole thing was the energy that you brought. Like that was something I took away from it is you brought this, this high level of energy, like one, one, one moment that, and I'll play a clip here for the YouTube channel um, is of you. Like, I remember you, like, I think you were barking. I don't know. You, yeah. <laughs> were you on all fours or I don't know, but you were basically went through the, the dugout when you're not pitching. And um <laughs> You were barking. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing, but it was it was hilarious. And you were just and some of the guys gave you kind of like a highbrow kind of look, and other guys were just like laughing, and, and it just kept it loose, you know. And of course, it is yeah. a week, so I'm just kind of curious. Like, um, is that what you've been doing, like your whole career, or is it more just like, all right, we're at this tournament where we're going out all night and playing all day, and and just is that kind of the scooge all the time, or is that just for Prague Baseball Week? No, you you could ask any of my former teammates. That's just that's just kind of me. That's just kind of the energy I'd like to bring to the baseball game. I like to bring some energy. I like to you know keep things loose, like you said. Like if I got to do something stupid, if I got to yell something, like I'll I'm not afraid to do it. Like I I love energy. I feel like energy wins baseball games for sure. Hundred percent. And this is why I thought this team was so special. Is we just had had fun, and you always hear like. You know, coaches saying like, you know, um, you know, having fun is when we're at our best or when we play our best. There's how mm-hmm. the other championship teams and like to a certain extent, like if it gets over over the top or people just acting silly all the time, then maybe it goes. Yeah. But but to just the right amount of just stuff like that keeps the the vibe going good, and the energy, and and guys are having fun and uh, and you see. Yeah. The, these days you know like there's just more celebrations and, and dugout celebrations and things like that and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think i'm a, I'm a believer in that you know my dad listened to this 
probably would disagree a little bit. He gets annoyed by some of that stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, I think it keeps the guys loose and keeps them having fun. And I'm, I'm all for a little bit of the, the dugout shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta love it. And I, I think our, our BBJO team, the Hackasaw Globetrotters, you know, I feel like everybody had like, you know, a bit of energy and if anything, they could respect the energy, you know, some guys they're like, it's like, all right, you know, going for the team break and they're kind of, kind of giving like one of these fists in, like head out, like whatever, like every single guy on the team was like bought into like everything and everybody hung out with everybody. Like there were no clicks or anything like that, that yeah. they can form teams. And <laughs> it was just like, it was such a special team. Like it, I've never been on anything like that before where like everybody is on the same page with everything. Everybody has the same goals and, you know, like, yeah, we were going out to the bars and stuff like that, but you still, you know, knew that you had an expectation to live up to when you showed up to the field and you had like that respect and that like love for the other guys. Like, I'm not going to let them down, you know, like I'm not going to show up to the field just like completely shit faced. <laughs> like I can't play today. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go out and have fun. And then I'm going to come back the next day and kick some ass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt like everyone kind of kept it pretty respectful because we had that one day where, you know, like we played in the evening at like 5, 6 p.m. And, you know, all right, guys, this is our time to kind of go out and enjoy ourselves. But this is the starting lineup tomorrow. So you guys make sure yeah. you're ready to play. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like the the bond that we formed on that team, it was unlike any other team I've ever been on. And like you said, there were no clicks. Everyone got along with everyone. Everyone was just like, like, you know, Austin Gallagher hits two bombs and we're like, hey, man, got to take you out. Got to get this other guy's playing time. And he's like, yeah, man, let's go. And he's first to like, you know, like get him going. It was it was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, was, it was great. I, I met a, a bunch of people on that team that I, I call friends to this day. I think I will for a long time. I mean, Galley lives in the city that I live in now. I've, I've hung out with him multiple times, it, you know. It's it was like a life changing experience, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I was on a high for I don't know how many weeks after that. Like, uh, I it was, it was unreal. Every and time I put this, I had "Hey Baby" stuck in my head for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> every time I play it, every time it comes up on my phone, <laughs> like I I full on Sally <laughs> like every <laughs> single time. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh come on! Like, no wait! Like no! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Like. that'll forever yeah problem is is like we set the bar so high this summer like next summer it's like how are we gonna replicate that like because like you said we were like there were no clicks or anything like we're rolling 40 deep when we're going out and we didn't break off into our separate clicks and and i and i love that and makes it difficult for for team reservations for dinner but uh but other than that it's like it was just great like being at james dean like 40 of us till whatever time and um just so much fun so i I had a blast i didn't even i didn't even play it was my first time just kind of you know being part of a team like that um where i'm not even a player and and i had just as much fun like uh, it was great i I enjoyed it same like this is the first time i've actually took like more of like a coaching role and i had (laughs) so much fun and i hated Mm -hmm. that i wasn't able to play but i mean there were so many studs on the team that like i had no problem with it it was yeah that was fun yeah yeah i mean even like you guys people who like weren't playing i mean like you were still huge parts of the team you still brought energy like you were still like as much of a part of the team as anybody was you know like there, there's that one picture of me and bernsey and it's like one of my favorite pictures and it's you hitting me in the like shoulder with the <laughs> massage gun right before the final <laughs> like yeah. this fires me up i love that this was captured yeah yeah that was a good photo yeah i love that photo i'll, I'll, I'll put that right in while you said that um yeah, yeah that was but you locked right in for that game. So that's, that's the difference is, you know, like, all right, this is when the guys need someone to kind of do something to, to get, to make them laugh and keep them loose and in, in kind of a dull moment or, or tense moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as soon as that, we gave you the ball in that, in that championship game against Spain. I mean, you were just a different guy. Like you were just dialed in zoned in and, and yeah, you pitched amazing and you were, 
you know, you were MVP of, of that game anyway. You didn't get the tournament MVP, but you were definitely the MVP of that game and the reason we beat Spain uh, 6-1. Uh, I mean, it was a big grinding effort. Um, you know, if you look at how we beat them, it was like nobody hit a bomb. I don't even think we had an extra base hit, but we, 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 you know, manufactured six runs and beat them six, one. And uh, I was just, it was such an awesome championship game and such a cool yeah. moment to celebrate at the end of it. Yeah. But Scoot, was- I, wanted to, I wanted to kind of ask you real quick, um, like what, what is your mindset? Like what's the difference between, you know, like teammate Scooge and then pitcher Scooge, because like you can definitely see that there's like a, like a switch that gets flipped. Like when you're on the mound and in between the lines compared to when you're, you know, in the dugout, like hanging out with the boys, like there's something where you're ready to play and there, it, like, you can see that there's a noticeable difference in you. Like what, what's your mindset? Like when you're on the mound with the ball? Um, well, like, I think it's really important to like have like a difference between like the player that you are, like supporting your teammates and stuff like that. And like the player that you are when you're on the field, I feel like when you're on the field, like, you know, like, especially for me as a pitcher, I, I get to get on the field once a week. And so every, every time I step on the mound, I'm like, yeah, I, I might've been messing around like whatever before, but like, this is, this is my only time to go out and like, you know, show people that I'm not just here like to mess around. Like I'm trying to dominate like every single pitch, like every single batter, like I'm, I'm not going to give in like anything. I'm, I'm trying to strike your ass out. I'm trying to get you out. I'm, you know, I'm trying to beat you. Like I'm, I'm not trying to make friends with the other team. Like that's what I got all my boys for, you know? Yeah, where um, do you think this mindset started? Did it start in like Juco at Ohlone? Did it start in high school ball? Like mm-hmm. where, where did you kind of start to develop that mindset? I feel like I kind of always had that mindset. Um, I've always been like a, a very plus pitcher. Um, I've always been pretty dominant, but um, I would say probably throughout like Juco and then into my university, um, I had a couple coaches who really preached um mental toughness and like just like you know being relentless like being a dog um going out there like you know fuck you pretty much like you know what i mean like having that like dog in you um i feel like that's where it progressed probably in the past few years but it's kind of always been there you know yeah yeah Um, (coughs) yeah we can go on forever about Globetrotters and baseball mindset. I love the mindset thing, especially that new podcast with the Stu Jimmy, all about mindset. So it's a good thing. And this is something mm-hmm. that I, 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 if you ask me that same question, I don't think I can remember back. But like at some point, I was able to have that fuck you mentality kind of approach, you know? Um, yeah. Lack of a better term, because that really is what it is in a way. Um, yeah, for me, it was Juco. I mean, I've always been like hyper competitive and I like refuse to lose, but like Juco, it just kind of, deepened that competitive yeah. nature within me yeah and it really helps if you if you have like teammates to play for you know if you have people like you're you're trying to do that for like it it can really build into that like you know i'm i'm trying to get like my second baseman a ground ball like that's my boy if he makes an error doesn't matter give me the ball i'm gonna get you a double play ball right now like you know that's what i love got a, kind of a collective mindset yeah 100 percent. yeah I, I love that when you have a pitcher like that with that kind of mindset too, and you're and you're standing like I'm a first baseman, I'm at first playing with Jimmy for two years, two and a half years. You know, I just loved it when he was on the mound because I just knew like he he just had this um, that same mindset that just attacking batters and and he just he just played with this this edge, you know, and it just you could just feel the team like rally behind him, you know, and. And it's just it's fun to have people like that on the mound with that kind of that kind of mentality, and and you both possess it 100. So now you're in uh, South Australia. So what made yep. you decide? All right, I'm going to go play winter ball and just keep pitching. And uh, yeah, we'll just start with that. And maybe how how did that come about? Um, I had a I had a few teams reach out um, with different places to play, um, kind of all over the world. But um, I've kind of always wanted to go to Australia and New Zealand kind of really always wanted to come down and travel and explore. And, and after my season in, um, in Prague, I figured, wow, like that, that would be my best opportunity to do that. And, um, and so I got in contact with the team. Um, they set me up with a really nice offer. Um, we had, you know, we were very mutually interested in each other and, uh, they, you know, expressed to me, 
they didn't just want a player. They wanted a new member of the family. And I'm like, that's, that's a big part of what I'm about as a player. I don't just want to come in. All right, you're going to come out and pitch for us. And then, you know, like the rest of the week, it's like, you know, see it. Like, we're not going to hang out. Like, we're not going to do anything. Like my teammates out here are all great. I love every single one of them. We do things together we go out, we have a good time. And I'm looking to travel more throughout Australia and even into New Zealand. Um, do it. And so like that was a big part of it, but definitely also pursuing my dream of baseball, still trying to sign a contract, still trying to progress my game, take it to the next level, still trying to get better. You know, I, I, I know that my time is like, you know, running out, but I'm going to give it all I have until, until somebody says, you know, you, you got to stop now. <laughs> like it's, it's over, you know? And especially you're so close. I mean, there were scouts there looking at you. Like it's usually the scouts at Prague Baseball Week are trying to look at the international talent. It's rare that they'll 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 show up for an import, and they showed up for you um, in Prague. So I mean, you're right out right on that edge. And and you know, being in Australia, the ABL is obviously the goal and the, the big stage that you want to try to work your way into. Have you had any hints at that? potentially happening happening i know it's still really early in the season but as the abl continues and you know guys are going to come and go there's gonna be pitchers there that they brought in that didn't work out and then the next thing they do is they usually go look in the state leagues. sometimes they reach out to us and say hey who do you got in the state leagues you know that's uh and you know you'd be the top of the list of, of names that we send so have you had any hint that there might be an opportunity to play in the abl yeah, I've I've heard from a few different people and a few of my friends who are in the ABL and it's kind of just that like, you know, be ready type thing cuz you know, pitchers, players get hurt, they want to go home, like whatever it is. But spots open up. Right now, my local team, the Giants, they're like pretty filled up with their um it works on like a point system for like imports yeah, the, and stuff. Yeah. And so right now they're pretty filled up, but I'm I'm in the state league, I'm ready to go whenever, so you know, if I get that opportunity, I'm I'm gonna be ready for it. And yeah, um, especially it's since like just like frog and to here, like it's just kind of like a stepping stone. You know, it's just like trying to use that to get to the next level, and that's exactly what I'm doing out here in the state league. Yeah. yeah. Usually, what happens is like you don't even get called up to the local ABL team. It's one of the other ones that are in for a road game, and they need to pick up a pitcher, and they find out who's in the local state league. So you might end up playing against the giants there or something at some point, but have you, did you work this out ahead of time with your, your club team there uh, in the, in the yeah, South? I definitely trust to them that, you know, I'm, I'm looking to play the highest level I can. I'm looking to play in the ABL. Like, you know, that's, that's the highest level around here. Um, and they expressed to me and they're like, you know, we'll come to an agreement. And um, if that like door ever opens, like we're not going to hold you back, you know? Yeah. And that was, a, that was a big part of me signing the contract too. Because I've heard that some players are like, oh, I want to go play in the ABL. And they're like, well, like, we really need you for, like, this. Like, we're not going to let you go. And it's like, oh, crap, you know, like, I'm losing out on that opportunity. So I wanted to make sure that I wouldn't lose out on an opportunity like that. Yeah, well, when the State League Club invests a bunch of money, you know, like, for flights, housing, like, into that player, and then if they just lose them to the ABL team, then they're just kind of shit out of luck. Then yeah. I mean, it, it does make sense for a lot of the state league clubs, for sure. But mm -hmm. it's good that Southern Districts is open to letting you play with the ABL. Yeah, and, you know, it's not like if I did sign with an ABL team that I would just, like, you know, yeah. give them the or tell them to screw off, like, I'm going to do this now. Like, I, I would still train with uh, my team as much as I could. I'd still, like, you know, be a part of the family, like, do all that, play the games I could as much as I can, you know. Yep. Still trying to win a championship with my team, but yeah, you know, then it, it kind of becomes like you're playing for two two teams. Is kind of what I've heard out here. And the ABL is a shorter season in the end, so so if you went, yeah. let's say they picked you up for the rest of the ABL season, well, you could always come back to your state league club at the end of the ABL season and and finish up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we've for um for a couple months here, and uh, the ABL season is just just now starting. So how is the, the level in the South Australian State League there? Is it like similar to Czech or, or you mentioned stepping stones? Do you find it a little more competitive? Um, I'd, I'd equate it pretty similarly to the Czech. Um, there's still some polarization throughout the league. Like some of the best players are like, you know, guys you have to watch out for. Um, 
what I've noticed is that the fences are much further here, which is nice as a pitcher because my field at tempo, I don't know if you guys remember, but it's yeah. Oh, pretty yeah, short. Yeah, so it's nice to play at a, at a field over 300 feet again. That's that's a huge bonus. Um, but I'd say like level-wise, pretty similar, pretty similar. Some of the some of the top teams um, are pretty pretty solid, and there's 13 teams in the league, I believe. I'd say the top few are, are definitely up to par with Jack. They would, you know, have a battle if uh, if that ever happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, there, and there's quite a polarization within the league, as there are in other leagues across Europe. Czech, I found, I find, is a little more competitive from top to bottom than most, you know, European <clears throat> leagues or, or south or, or sorry, uh, state leagues in Australia. Um, but yeah, I, w- I wanted to also um, ask you a little if you're if you're going to play in the Super League because I noticed you're not on one of the rosters. At least I, when I just looked before the interview here, I didn't see your name on any of the Super League rosters. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess it's because of the you're pitching once a week, so there isn't there isn't a lot of room for any more innings. Yeah, well, um, I've been watching some of the Super League games, and um, you know, for the for the moment being, anyways, I, I figure that my time is probably better spent in the gym and just like trying to get myself, you know, better, bettering my mechanics rather than just like throwing like a competitive sure. bullpen. It's yeah, it's a thirty pitch pitch yeah. count, so yeah. I mean. An inning, maybe two, if you're like really efficient. Um, for me, I feel like I I could probably get in some work elsewhere. And also, <laughs> I think probably like seventy five percent of the games, for whatever reason, like it like it's not that terrible weather, but like seventy five percent of the games been rained out. So yeah, yeah. it just seems like, yeah. Do they still do that? They probably have that short fence again in the in the Super League. I, I don't know if they're doing that this year, but they did that previous. No. They brought the I, fence. I, or they had like a home run fence, like whatever they brought, and it was just way shorter than the fence. I yeah. heard that was, I heard like maybe that drew out some more fans because like home runs are cool, but like as a pitcher, if there was a regular fence, you just brought it in like 60 feet, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. 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 What am I playing? Czech Republic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so how do you like the, I, I can imagine you fit in quite well with with the aussies um so are are um how do you enjoy the culture like just living in australia um maybe you could even talk a little bit about your setup like are you with a host family or an import house i know that's kind of a loaded question there but um well for me i live with uh like a host family i live with a guy named bj he's a super cool guy he's a dad he's a firefighter and so um for my situation for like half the week he's working and I'm pretty much home alone, which is cool. Uh, and the other half he's home with the kids. Uh, one kid is 11 and the other is 13. I myself have a 12 year old brother. And so it's kind of funny. It actually makes me feel pretty at home. I I've molded into the family pretty quickly, quite well. I get along with, you know, every, everybody around, um, our house is super nice, very, very nice house with a hot tub and a, pool table and a pool heated pool and like a we have a wiffle ball stadium in the backyard it's it's pretty intense it's pretty awesome um as far as like the culture goes um i love it honestly i haven't come across many people that i don't like um i've been out to like the bars and the clubs around here and i've had a good time one of my one of my teammates is actually a bouncer at one of the local clubs one of the big ones and so i've gone there a few nights and seeing him it's like hey like how's it going you want to skip the line and he's like hell yeah dude come on right in and so um you know i i really like it i live like five minutes from the beach too and like the entire country lives on the beach so yeah it's really it's a really huge bonus having that as well i've never lived like you know I, i grew up in like california and canada like canada has beaches but they're not really any you really want to go to and California, I just lived like a bit too far away. So here, living like that close. Well, yeah, you were in, you were in Fremont, so that's a little different. <laughs> well, my dad actually, where I grew up, lives even further inland from that, and um, and then in Bakersfield, you know, you're a couple hours away from like some really nice beaches, but you're still a couple hours away. Right. So for here, they're like, you know, once once it gets hotter out, um, which should be coming up real soon because we're just coming up on summertime down here. They're like everybody's going to be at the beach all the time and i'm like nice yeah you just get started there um Mm -hmm. i remember the question i wanted to ask about Prague, and it could relate to there as well 
Um, and yeah. it's a question that I normally don't ask on this, but I think it's something that we've had in the past where like people are going to go overseas for the first time, a young guy out of college or girl mm-hmm. softball jobs. And, yeah. and sometimes they're like worried about the danger. Like they're worried about like, you know, I don't know. They're just, they think it might be dangerous in, in any given city or whatever. And like, so in the Czech Republic in this big city where there's all these bars and everything. And, 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 you know, we do know that like, there's a little, there's, you know, a late, late night, you know, kind of thing going on there. So you've probably been walking home at God knows what time of the night by yourself. Sometimes have you ever felt I've like, I'm safe. Huh? I said every hour of the night I have walked home. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> have you ever felt as far as, far as the danger goes, you know, like crazy things can happen anywhere, but I, I never felt unsafe in the Czech Republic at any time of any day. Um, all the people around there kind of like informed me, um, like all the locals, they said that like, they really operate on like the big brother system out there where it's like, just kind of like do the right thing, like kind of help people in need. Like, obviously there are going to people out, be people out there that want your wallet and you know, they have a knife, like that could happen anywhere. Like I've heard of it happening in like Prague, but that never happened to me, never happened around me. Um, so like that was, that was nice, but yeah, no, I, I felt like Prague was very safe in all the other cities that I went to, you know, we'd walk around anytime, never had any thought of being mugged or danger or anything like that. Yeah. And in Prague, there's people around everywhere always. So, you know, there's, there's always people there, you know, hopefully going to help if something goes wrong, but hopefully nothing goes wrong anyways. I, I never had any problems. I just wanted to ask that because I, I, I've been to Prague yeah. a number of times, <laughs> just in Austria. Well, sorry, a little time lag there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, it's a, great, it's a great question to ask for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just living in Austria, I've never, I mean, I'm also six foot six, but I, I haven't felt any anywhere like like you know back home sometimes you know like even in the town i grew up in the okanagan there in vernon like mm-hmm. if you're walking around at two three in the morning like i mean there's there's you, you got to kind of look over your shoulder a little bit and yeah it's like probably sure yeah yeah i definitely feel much safer in salzburg austria than i do in the bay area back home like walking Sweet. around at night <laughs> if you're walking around at 2 3 a.m in like the bay area it's like yeah. I, I don't feel safe. Like I shouldn't feel safe. <laughs> like, you know? Especially in like, I don't know, San Francisco, Oakland, then yeah, it can get a little sketchy sometimes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> hey, we're coming yeah. up on an hour here, Scooch. Do you, um, do you have any um, plans moving forward or is it kind of season to season? And um, like, are you looking at coming back in, uh, next year to Europe next uh, this coming summer, 2023? Um, after this season, I was kind of planning on taking like a season off, letting my arm rest, letting my whole body rest, you know, just take some time off and then starting to hit the gym again and probably be ready for the next Australian season. Um, but you know, any, anything can happen at any time. (laughs) Like I, you know, never planned on moving out to Europe in the first place. I I've had offers to go back to Europe. Um, but I've kind of been telling them the same thing. I I think I'm going to take some time off after this, but you know, we'll, we'll see if I, so Scooch, do you have any, um, any advice for somebody that's th- considering, you know, um, going to play overseas for the first time, whether they're fresh out of college or they're a pro that was recently released, what would be your kind of like advice to somebody that reaches out to you, or maybe you've had people reach out to you and say, Hey, what, what do you like? I, well, I'm thinking of playing overseas. What do you say to them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me personally, I, I had some of my best friends um, finish up their baseball career in college, and then they kind of felt like that was it, like it was over. Um, I feel like if they had known about like playing baseball overseas, I feel like they would have definitely given it a shot because it's a it's a huge opportunity. It's um, you know, I I love it. I love the life. I love you know where you get to go, the people you get to meet. Like, there's a lot of positives and a lot of benefits to it. Um, for people who would like, would be first timers doing it. Um, you know, I'd say definitely do some like research into the league that you're trying to get into. Um, talk to the teams you want to talk to, like reach out to people, reach out, ask questions. 
um, you know, figure out like what you would want in your contract. Like some, some guys have things in their contract, like saunas and like gyms and like food and all kinds of different things, like figure out what you want and what would work for you. And, you know, I'd say if it's something that you're really considering, then I'd say go for it for sure. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, after you've done this for, you know, a few more seasons, we'll get you back on here. Uh, we'll see how long, how long you run with this. Some guys get picked up by an affiliated team before then or that hopefully or that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, and keep throwing 95 plus. I think uh, they won't be able to ignore you for much longer. <laughs> well, I'll keep doing me, baby. I'll keep working my ass off and throwing that cheese. Yep. <laughs> Right on, buddy. Well, we're going to try to convince you to fly out to Europe just for Prague Baseball Week anyway. So <laughs> so if you sign an affiliated contract, make sure to get that, you know, stipulated in there, that little clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to leave for like just one week, just one week, guys. <laughs> Come back with a few extra wrinkles under the eyes, but yeah. <laughs> and another championship, baby. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> right on. Right on, buddy. Thanks a lot. I know it's getting late there, but appreciate you hopping on with us and good luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll see you on the ABL TV soon, sooner than later. And um, yeah, and hopefully in an affiliated uniform in 2023. Well, thanks for having me guys. I, I miss the hell out of you. I miss everybody on the, on the Globetrotter squad. And uh, yeah, just let me know if there's anything I could ever do for you guys. Thanks buddy. That's very huge. Sweet. All right. Cheers, boys. You know, it's so funny listening back to this recording, which we recorded in uh, early 2023, you know, uh, actually, sorry, late 2022. And, you know, the episode ends with Scooge saying how he's going to take the summer off in 2023 and rest up his arm, which I think he started doing. Like, he, he went into the summer with that intention. But next thing you know, we see him on highlight reels from the Savannah Party Animals pitching with his hat backwards and these sleeveless jersey. And uh, man, he he fits like he's made for that. And he even said that when I when I reached out to him on Instagram, he said I'm made for this Burnsy, <laughs> and he's totally made for it. But uh, you know, he he I think he had a couple outings with them, and then he ended up signing the Atlantic League and is finishing out his 2023 summer there right now as we speak. So good luck to you, Scooge. You're on the right path, buddy. We'll see you in an affiliated uniform before you know it. Um, and if not, you always got a spot on the Globetrotters, baby. So um, thanks for sharing your story with us. And to anyone else that is interested in playing overseas and following the path that Scooge did, uh, you can head over to baseballjobsoverseas.com. Uh, fill out the feedback form right there on the front of the website, and we'll get back to you with some insight as to what your chances are and in which leagues, and uh, we'll answer any questions you have. So until next time, thanks again for listening, and may the baseball gods be with you.